This call is being recorded. Hey, hey, what's up, guys? Welcome back to Fantasy Football HQ. We're here talking about NFL 2020 Week 5. I'm here with my man, Justin, the Fantasy Groom Reaper. What's up, man? Hey, Raj. How's it going? How's it going, everybody? Um, can you believe it's already week five of the NFL season? I'm surprised we made it this far with everything going on, going on around the world. Yeah, but, you know, every week we have football, we should be grateful, and we got to enjoy it. Um, so let's just hop right into it. Uh, first off, I want to welcome the new listeners. Uh, for those of you new to the show, I want to kind of give you a brief little update of kind of what this uh, show is. So. Uh, just for starters, Raj and I, we talk in about fantasy football in a standard format. Um, and every week we're going to go through the NFL games, talk about the spreads. Uh, we'll take predictions. We'll make predictions on each of those games. And then we'll relate that to fantasy football. Um, and to make things more interesting, so every week Raj and I keep track of, you know, who picks what team and we keep score. Uh, so each week, whoever picks the most games right gets one point. Um, and the loser will have to wear a children-themed outfit of the winner's choice at their kid's next birthday party. Um, so, Raj, um, for those new listeners, you want to give us an update as, you know, where we're at with the bet right now? So before I get to that, we have to quickly mention – um, that uh, Justin just had his first kid. Congratulations, Justin. And Thank I you. have a young daughter myself, so that's where the father-slash-kid uh, uh, birthday-inspired bet came from. It's just very relevant to us right now. But more importantly, the, um, the contents of the bet. Can't say that I'm doing too well right now. We've done this... We did week one. We had to skip week two and three because Justin had his baby. And then we had, we did week four. Um, lost both those weeks, sorry to say. But if we can quickly talk about, I don't want to dwell on the past too much because uh, it's not very good um, for me. Uh, Justin and I differed on five picks from last week. We pushed on one. Um, I won unfortunately, just one, and Justin got three other ones. But I have to say, the one that I'm a little upset about is not the fact that my Raiders lost. That was, I'd probably say that I made that pick with my heart instead of my head. The Saints-Lions won. The Saints were supposed to, the Saints were favored by four and a half points against the Lions. The Lions were up 14 nothing. What happened there? Oh, I thought I thought I had that in the bag, but... <laughs> um, didn't didn't work out for me. So the status well, of the bet, say, I'm, it's only, I'm, uh, I'm losing and Justin's winning. It's only two zero, so you got plenty of time to make it up. Well, um, I I hope we have football uh, moving forward with all these um, COVID tests. I mean, it goes without saying the safety of everybody, the players and the fans who uh, have been allowed by certain teams. Their safety is obviously what's more important. Um, we'll take football if and when it comes, but um, 
just want to be cognizant of the fact that we are living in a um, worldwide pandemic and um, just want to make sure everyone's uh, hope that everyone's safe first. All right. Uh, so with that said, let's get started. Uh, first game of the week, Dolphins-Niners. Niners are an eight-point favorite against the Dolphins. Uh, so a couple things with this game. First off, the Niners might actually be healthy. Kittle's back. Uh, word is that Jimmy Garoppolo could be back as well. Debo could be playing, and as well as Mostert. Um, with the injury to Mostert, I personally don't feel he's going to play this week. He still hasn't logged a full practice. Uh, we'll see what the report comes out later this evening. Um, but, you know, if Mostert doesn't play, McKinnon is going to have great value again. Uh, he'll get the majority of the snaps with Wilson uh, uh, spelling him. If the Niners' offense is healthy, which I think it's going to start being for this game, I think it's going to be pretty tough for the Dolphins. Uh, you know, Kittle's going to have a great game. Debo will slowly be worked in. Again, I'm not sure due to his injury how much he's going to get starting off, so I'd be a little hesitant starting him. Um, but either way, it'll be great for the Niners' offense as a whole. Uh, you know, as far as the Dolphins, you know, you got Gaskin, Fitzmagic, Parker. I think Parker is going to be a good start this week as well against the just battered up Niners secondary. Um, but unfortunately, I think uh, the Niners are going to pull away with this. I think they're going to cover. Eight points. How confident are you that Nick Mullins won't be starting? Well, right now, from the sounds of it, it looks like Garoppolo is going to play, which is what I'm making the bet on. Um, mm -hmm. You know, hopefully, you know, if he can't go, hopefully it's Bethard's team, not uh, Nick Mullins, after seeing what happened last week. <laughs> Jeez. Man, that one of those interceptions was just straight to the opponent. I think I could have made that catch. <laughs> um, I don't know, man. Eight points is a lot. The Dolphins are, they're, I mean, they're bad, but um, I just don't know whether the Niners will, uh, even if they have all their starters back, they haven't played in a couple of weeks, and maybe it'll take them some time to get going again. Um, I'm making my picks based on what I think will happen in the game and uh, thinking about the fact that I need to catch up with this, catch up with you on this bet. So the more I defer on you, the more chances I, I have in defeating you. Mm -hmm. um, but this won't be one of those games. I'm going to go with the Niners too. I just yeah. don't have much faith in the Dolphins. All right. Would you start Gaskins if he was on your fantasy team? It depends on who else is on my fantasy team. If if, if I have a bunch of <laughs> bunch of really bad players, then then yes. Um, let, let, but, let's say this. Uh, let's say uh, McKinnon or Gaskin. If no most or two, would you play? Ooh, that's a good question. Um, I would play McKinnon. Actually, uh, the Dolphins are on the road. Uh, I would favor 
it's a toss up for me and whenever there's a toss up I I usually go with the home home team um home team there. So I would go McKinnon. What about you? Yeah, I'd also go McKinnon. I think if he's a starting back, he's just gonna have a way better game. Um all right, I'll let you take the next one, Panthers Falcons. Yeah, Panthers Falcons. So the Panthers are at the Falcons and Somehow, the Atlanta Falcons are favored by two points. How did that happen? Um, <laughs> Maybe they didn't watch if, the first few games? If you if you had asked me that during during this week, which coach would get fired, I would have put all my money on Dan Quinn. But um, it was Bill O'Brien. We'll get to Bill O'Brien a little later. But, man, 0-4, two of the two of the worst um, losses back-to-back in, I, w- I can't even say franchise history because they blew a 28-3 lead in the Super Bowl. Um, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I just can't believe they're favored here. I'm going to go with the Panthers. I just don't – like, what have the Falcons done to make me trust that they can even win a game, let alone cover um, in Vegas? Uh, uh, Julio is going to be pr- out probably – and um, Calvin Ridley's hurt after he put a 0.0 point performance last week. Um, Gurley is just Gurley's just continuing what he did in uh, Los Angeles with him being super touchdown dependent, probably even more so this year than uh, in, uh, last year and previous years. Um, yeah. Teddy Bridgewater, on the other hand, looked great last week. Um, uh, it looks like they've just... Uh, uh, I mean, you're going to miss Christian McCaffrey, but Mike Davis is making up for more than 50% of what CMC does and seems like uh, it's looking like that's enough for them for now. Um, yeah, I'm taking the Panthers here. What about you? Yeah, I'm also taking the Panthers. I, I mean, do you trust any part of the Atlanta offense? Because uh, for me, I would have a hard time starting Julio, Ridley, I mean, the only guy I would even consider starting is probably Gurley just because, you know, they're bound to potentially stumble into the end zone once a game. Um, But, I mean, if I got Ridley and Julio on my fantasy team right now, I would have a hard time putting them in the lineup. Um, I mean, the other thing with Ridley, you know, he had this historic start. Is this just him reverting back to the mean? Or was this just an off game? Because Julio got hurt, he started getting shadowed by, you know, double coverage all game. But you know, he's also dealing with his own injuries. To me, it feels more of just kind of reverting back to kind of a more normal uh, kind of outings for Ridley. I don't think he'll get zero, but I also don't see him getting thirty every game again. Um, yeah, I just had a feeling like that was an anomaly. Yeah. Uh, Gurley is probably my only start on the Atlanta team. Um, as far as the Panthers, you know, like you said, Davis has been doing more than what he needs to to keep the Panthers competitive. He's, again, in line for a great game. You know, Teddy Tuglove is getting more and more comfortable every week. Um, I think Panthers take this. I can't believe Atlanta's favored either. Yeah. Okay. You want to take the next one? Uh, well, I got Raiders and Chiefs. 
Um, as our resident Raider fan, you want to take this one? Dude. Derek, dude, fun fact of the week. Derek Carr has never won um, against Kansas City. Definitely not in Kansas City. Um, that is not a good thing to have on your resume when uh, yeah. when you're talking about a division opponent. Um, I don't know. It's the same thing with the Raiders over and over again every year. Goodness. Why can't I expect the Raiders to win a tough away game? Like, I can't even sit here and tell you that I have, you know, I I think the Raiders have some chance. I, I don't think the Raiders have a chance. Is that terrible to say? My God. Like, I, I don't think I think it's win. smart of no. you because you don't want to lose another uh, week. <laughs> uh, um, so unfortunate. Kansas City, 13-point mm-hmm. favorite Jeez. at home. 13 points. I mean... When when the line is so big like that, I tend to take the team that's getting the points. But in the small sample size of four weeks, the Raiders have already lost to um, to a team that they were supposed to lose to on the road by more than two touchdowns. They they lost to the Patriots by by a lot. So why can't it happen again? Uh, I just yeah. Do I make the same mistake and choose with my heart over my head? I don't know. You know what? You go first. I'll I'll tell you after you pick. <laughs> well, all right. I'm going with the Chiefs. Um, yeah. Just because I honestly I don't even see the Raiders having enough offense to keep up. Um, you know, the over under is 56, so there's going to be a lot of touchdowns scored. But unfortunately, I think it's just going to be the majority from Kansas City. Um, you know, Chiefs. They're I, I see this being a route. Uh, Clyde edwards aware should be getting the volume that we anticipate. My only concern is, you know, it could be such a big blowout so quickly that, you know, they might not even need him anymore. Uh, but that I still think he breaks 100 total yards. I still think he puts up a touchdown. You know, the normal cast of Kelsey and Tyree Kill should be fine. Uh, they'll get you very consistent fantasy uh, points. Uh, with the Chiefs, you're always looking for that random wide receiver variable, such as a Nicole Hardman, who could potentially put up two touchdowns uh, against a game that's going to have a lot of scoring for the Chiefs. I would start any Chief wide receiver you have. Um, and again, my pick of the Chiefs is mainly that I don't even see who the Raiders are going to throw to other than Waller. Jacobs has had another ugly showing. You know, he had 15 touches, 48 yards, a few catches here and there. Um, So I'll ask you, Raj, um, was week one from Jacobs a fluke? Or do you start him if you got him? Well, I would still start him if if I got him. He's still getting the volume. He's going to get the volume, especially with – uh, him being in a John Gruden offense. He wants to run the offense through him. Um, yeah, I would I would definitely start him. I don't know, man. I'm going to make another decision with my heart. I'm going to take the Raiders here. Uh, to answer your question about who he has to throw to, um, Waller, definitely. Third and Renfro is there. 
the Raiders are going to be facing a lot of third downs, so Renfro will have the opportunity to live up to his nickname. Um, <laughs> this is going to go against yeah. the pick that I made. Do you remember last year when Mahomes literally threw for four touchdowns in one quarter? Yeah. Yeah. Um, definitely can happen again. Um, but I'm going to still take my Raiders. Can't go against my Raiders. 13 points is too much. Too much. So I got a couple, uh, you know, start scenarios for you. So uh, if you got Jacobs or Gurley, who are you playing? Jacobs. Uh, what about Jacobs or Davis in uh, Carolina? Mike Davis. That's just a bad matchup for for Jacobs. I mean, the KC defense isn't as bad at, bad as it been, as as it's been in the past. Um, that's a that's a toss up, but I'm gonna still go with Jacobs because of the volume. Uh, what about, what about Jacobs or Connor? Ooh, that yeah, I, I would go with Connor there because. It, yeah. Tomlin likes to run one running back, and Connor seems to be the guy. So I would, would go yeah. with him there. That's, uh, I would go Jacobs, Davis, and Connor. Oh, you would go J- Davis over Jacobs. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, it's a toss-up. Um, okay. Uh, the next one, uh, Cardinals at Jets. I don't see a line for that because. Um, this morning, probably because this morning a Jet player tested positive for COVID, and uh, I think we're waiting on yeah. you know retesting results of that player. Um, but uh, I think because of that, we don't have a line for that game. Um, so actually, earlier in the week, it was Cardinals by seven. Um, on the COVID note, it looks like it was a false positive from what I saw, but it's definitely okay. something we'll have to keep track of. Um, yeah. Do you want to make the prediction based on seven? And if it's off, you know, we'll disregard it. Yeah. Uh, based on seven, uh, I'm going to go with the Cardinals because the Jets are, they may be the worst team of all time. And um, that's saying something that uh, when there was a Lions team in the past that went 0-16. Um, yeah. The Jets are terrible. Adam Gase, that's another coach. Why hasn't he been fired yet? Although Le'Veon Bell is back this week. Um, yeah. That won't help, though. That won't help. Cardinals. What do you think? Um, so, yeah, a few things with this game. One, I'm going with the Cardinals. Just there's no way that the Jets are going to put up points. Um, yeah. Joe Flacco is starting this game. Um, is this going to make a difference for the Jets' offense? Maybe this is how he gets back into the league. I mean, <laughs> uh, I, I mean Flacco coming in as a typical, you know, game controller. I think Bell is going to see a lot of little thinking dunks, but it's just so hard to see that offense really producing anything outside of just PPR value for Le'Veon Bell. I'd have a hard time starting him in a standard format. Um, as far as the Cardinals, I think we got a pretty big discussion here uh, that I think I'll, I'll let you take the lead on. Chase Edmonds or Kenyon Drake? 
Yeah, see, I got Chase Edmonds on my team. Yeah. And he is he's getting about 10 touches a game. Um, yep. And Kenyon Drake, we thought he would break out last week. We thought his early struggles was um, were due to schedule, but even last week he wasn't as good. Uh, he 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 had a chest injury. It seemed like during the game in the fourth quarter and didn't return. But it seems like he's fine now. Probably just the wind knocked out of him or something. Um, yeah. I think Chase Edmonds gets enough volume as a backup. He's already scored two receiving touchdowns this year. Um, that I would consider st- starting him if uh, you're really short on running back which I am because my boy Nick Chubb is out for six weeks. So I am uh, strongly considering starting Chase Edmonds. Another thing to consider is Chase Ed- Edmonds is playing the Jets. Um, so anybody playing <laughs> the Jets, you gotta, <laughs> you got you to gotta consider. Um, to answer your question, I don't foresee unless Kenyon Drake has an injury – uh, that Chase Edmonds will put up gaudy fantasy numbers. Um, so so I would still go yeah. with Kenyon Drake for now, but uh, definitely an asset to have on your bench if in case there is an injury. Um, there was one game last year where Chase Edmonds started and he had a terrific fantasy game. So the upside is definitely there. Yeah, I mean, outside of the flex start, I don't see him being a consistent start yet. But like you said, definitely has the potential. Uh, Next game, Eagles-Steelers. Pittsburgh is a seven-point favorite. Uh, So a couple things. You know, Miles Sanders on the Eagles had a rough week again, about 13 touches, less than 50 yards. Uh, I mean, it's tough to anticipate him doing too much better against the pit defense. Um, but, you know, he's definitely a volume play. It's going to be tough sitting him, especially because you've got the draft capital capital invested in him. And he is getting touches. It's just a matter of, you know, will they score? And, you know, the Eagles are going to put up a couple touchdowns. And, unfortunately, I don't see anyone else who's going to potentially score a touchdown. Uh, I've still having trouble naming a healthy wide receiver for the Eagles. And then, you know, Zach Ertz has essentially been a magician with a disappearing act all year. And <laughs> I, honestly, I would even have trouble starting Zach Ertz. You know, I, I think there's enough streaming uh, tight end options out there in most leagues that I would strongly consider benching Ertz. Um, but yeah, with that said, I think Pitt is going to be my pick. Um, I think Connor is going to have a huge game this week. He's had back-to-back 100 yards and a touchdown performance. Um, I think he's going to outplay Miles Sanders in this game. Uh, the thing to kind of uh, keep track of for Pittsburgh is, uh, you know, you got two solid wide receivers in Juju and uh, Deontay. Um, and I know some people have kind of rostered both of them. Uh, so, question to you is um, are they both wide receiver one plays, wide receiver two plays? Do you have a favorite out of the two that you would start? 
Yeah, I, I always would go with volume, um, and that would be yeah. too for me. Deontay yeah. Johnson is is that you know uh, deep ball home run threat that um, that the Steelers have. Um, Juju would be a, a wide receiver one. Deontay Johnson would be a wide receiver three, I would say. Um, but I mean, Big Ben loves to throw the deep ball. Uh, that has been true in the past. But um, between the two, Juju for sure. What about you? Uh, yeah, this week I'd go Juju. Uh, part of the, the re- rationale on that is uh, Deontay is going to be covered by Slay potentially most of the game. And he's locked down better receivers throughout the year. And I think that's just going to have an impact on him. I think Deontay's definitely benefits with Juju taking the tough matchups. But it sounds like from at least early reports that he's going to be shadowed by Slay, or at least formationally. So I would go Juju. Keep in mind that the Steelers are coming off an unexpected bye week, so they're more rested. On the other hand, the other uh, side of uh, that argument is momentum. The Eagles are coming off their first win of the year, and in the in the saddest way possible, at one, two, and one, sit atop the NFC East division. So there's a lot of um, <laughs> momentum. Uh, one can argue it's uh, irrational confidence that they may that they may be coming in with, um, but I would still my pick would still be the Steelers. All right. So uh, we have next. We have the LA Rams Rams. at the Washington football team. And I'm seeing that the Rams are favored by seven points. A couple of notes on this game. The Rams didn't score not nearly as many points as they, uh, as I thought they would against the Giants last week. Uh, Is it just that, you know, Goff was just regressing to the mean after having great uh, games the first three weeks of the season? Um, is it that the Giants played better? No, it's not that. They, they, yeah. <laughs> they have nobody. <laughs> uh, so I think, just, I think the Rams just, like, came back down to earth a little bit. But uh, fortunately for them, they are playing – two teams in NFC East uh, back-to-back, even though this is in, uh, on the road, um, I don't see I don't see the Washington football team performing well enough to beat the Rams. Chase Young is still out. Um, Dwayne Haskins is not the quarterback anymore. Uh, so maybe that change will be for the better, but I don't know. The Rams are too well-coached for me to – pick against them. So I'm going to, I'm going to choose the Rams here. What about you? Yeah, I'm going to go with the Rams also going back to last game. You know, I think part of it is the coaching, you know, McVay is almost at times content with getting a two point win when he knows, you know, that he's got control of the game. He's okay with a 10 minute drive and kicking a field goal and not pushing any harder because he knows that, you know, he's going to get the win. Um, 
So I think last week was more a situation of just coaching as opposed to like the Rams not having enough firepower because they definitely do. Uh, you know, so this week Cam Akers is coming back, which adds a lot of headache to a lot of fantasy owners. Uh, now you got all three running backs who are potentially healthy and uh, just kind of adds to that uncertainty. You know, last week we were expecting Henderson to kind of pick up right where he left off and, you know, McVay throws the curveball and has Malcolm Brown in for most of the game. And actually initial reports on that word that, you know, it was just situational that, you know, Henderson wasn't getting going in his typical rep in his typical cuts. And it was more of a Malcolm Brown game. And unfortunately, I think that's just the way it's going to be week by week. Um, so I honestly have a hard time starting any Rams uh, running backs unless they for sure say, you know, this guy's the starter, but, even then, I would probably be considering my other options. Um, you know, as far as Washington, you touched on it. Haskins is a healthy scratch. It's going to be Kyle Allen's show, although part of me is hoping it was uh, Alex Smith. Uh, yes, but, sir. You know, maybe it's not. Maybe there's still time for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gibson, you know, had a big game last week, 13 for 46 and a touchdown, also four for 80 in the air. I think he continues to have another solid performance. Uh, I think he's definitely going to you know, outpace any of the L.A. running backs just because it's going to be kind of a committee work there. Uh, Scary Terry is going to be a solid start as well. Um, so I would start him with confidence. Uh, so we kind of touched about on this in the previous episode, uh, the coaching for Washington uh, there were reports last week that Rivera was, you know, struggling on the sidelines. Again, you know, needed a lot of help. Uh, you've talked about, you know, the teams kind of rallying around their coach. Uh, you don't think? Do you think this is a potential upset for the Rams, with maybe Washington kind of rallying, so to speak? I I think that's going to be a factor every every week. Um, with whoever's playing the Washington team. Um, man, even though the Cowboys are known as the, you know, as America's team, uh, Washington is my version of America's team this year, especially with what Ron Rivera is going through. Like, I don't know. I, I just feel good about rooting for them. You know, Alex Smith is in there too. Even though he's not playing, I want him to play, like you just said. And just a lot of feel, potential feel-good stories for that team. Uh, yeah. It manifested itself into a week one victory for them. And I really thought that that would continue on. And unfortunately, it hasn't. Um, yeah. I don't know how the rest of their schedule looks, but uh, <laughs> they, they're yet to play the Giants uh, twice. So um, that should help them out. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, I don't know. Not this week. Like I said, the the Rams are too well coached for, for them to be at risk of this being a trap game or um, a potential upset. You know, the funny thing with the Washington football team is every time we talk about them, I want to think that they draw a strong similarity to the Remember the Titans. You know, like, <laughs> and, and I want to root for them. 
just like how I want to root for the coach of in Remember the Titans, how I want to root for, you know, the adversity. I feel like I want to see them succeed, but I just it just doesn't seem like it's happening. Fake 23 back um, blast with a backside George reverse on it? Yep, like your life depends on it. <laughs> <laughs> we could probably do a podcast on just that movie, like recite every line. We probably could. You know, future idea. We'll have to keep note of that. There we go. <laughs> um, yeah, also one other note I have on this game, Tyler Higby, you know, had a great first game and it's kind of kind of dropped off, at least for standard. Um, it's almost unstartable. I think, uh, you know, Everett being there is really kind of taken away from the potential of Higby, uh, which, you know, last year when he was succeeding, Everett was injured. Um, and again, coming down to just coaching, very situational. If McVeigh feels that, uh, you know, the team can't cover it be this game, he'll throw it to him 15 times. Other than that, you know, he's he's just going to play it as, as it comes to him. So hard to predict, but I probably wouldn't start him this week. Yeah. Uh, so next I'll up. Always start Cooper Cup, though. Get, always start Cup Woods. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. So next up, we've got Bengals and Ravens. I feel like this is going to be one that we're going to differ on. Uh, You know, the Ravens are a 13-and-a-half-point favorite. Um, I'm leaning towards the Ravens. But, you know, fantasy-wise, the Ravens are a tough team to predict because outside of, you know, Lamar Jackson and Mark Andrews, do you really want any part of that offense? Yeah. Um, and for me, the answer is no, because, you know, they, they, they put up a lot of points, but they do it in a different way than, say, like the Chiefs, where, you know, Mahomes isn't going to rush it in four times a game, potentially. You know, he's going to put up five touchdowns, and it's going to be to pretty much any player on that offense. But I feel like it's almost predictable for Baltimore. It's either going to be a Lamar Jackson rush, a Mark Andrews touchdown, it seems like they kind of force feed him whenever they're in the red zone. Or, you know, maybe you get one big touchdown to Hollywood Brown, but I mean, on a week to week basis, I wouldn't feel comfortable starting any outside of those two. Yeah. Um, Fantasy wise, I yeah. agree with you there. Um, we don't start anything to talk about. Yeah. Some things to talk about on. You know, the Bengals side, you know, Burrow is, we could say, on a winning streak right now. Um, some positives for Joe Mixon. He had a 17% target share this last week. Um, and I'm going to say that this is pretty important because last year his highest was around 13%. Um, and it really showed. Last week he had 31 total touches, 180 yards, three touchdowns. I mean, Mixon tends to go through these, you know, peaks and valleys. And, you know, he's going to have maybe three, four games in a row with nothing, and then he's going to wow us with a 40-burger in in fantasy. Um, Do you feel that, you know, this usage is going to keep up, or that was just kind of, 
you know, mixes one out of four games. Um, yeah, last week Mixon had his best fantasy day ever. Uh, I think it may be hard to repeat that this week, but I'll, I still think he'll get the volume. Um, yeah. Even though, you know, game-wise, the Ravens will probably win this game, uh, the Bengals will make it interesting. They're they're not going to, like, not score points. And Joe Mixon, you know, like you said, can catch the catch the ball from the backfield as well. So I think he'll have a good game. Definitely not as good as last week just because, you know, regression to the mean. I yep. uh, don't, don't expect that to happen again. Um, but I still think yep. he'll have a good game. Um, dude, I'm going to, I'm going to go with the Bengals here. Um, yep. a couple of reasons. Yeah, you called it. I, I, I was probably going to differ with you there. Uh, a couple of reasons. Number one, 13 and a half, too many points. Um, I don't know. These are professional teams, unless you're talking about the Jets. <laughs> but uh, thir- 13 and a half points is uh, a lot. And I don't know, the, the Ravens being favored by that much, they're known to run the ball. Like teams who are running the ball take more time off the clock faster, which means they have less time. I don't know. Uh, maybe that logic doesn't exactly make sense. But um, uh, more importantly, I'm making the Bengals pick because of Joe Burrow. Uh, in the small sample size of his NFL career, Joe Burrow is 3-0-1 um, against the spread. So last week, my only victory was uh, with me picking the Bengals. I'm going to stick with them again, um, and I'm going to go with the Bengals yeah. here. I'm a, I'm a Joe. I'm a believer of Joe Burrow. Yeah. Um, so before we move on to the next game, um, we've been getting a lot of questions from listeners. Um, one of the biggest questions I've gotten was Joe Mixon or Antonio Gibson. Um, and I want to hear your take on this first. So who would you start in a standard league between those two? Just this week? Yes, this week. All right, let's see. Mixon's playing the Ravens away, and uh, Gibson is playing the Rams. Um, Yeah, I would still go Joe Mixon here, especially when you're coming off your best fantasy performance in your career it's hard not to pick him you know even though he won't repeat the same numbers momentum is a big thing especially in football uh you you continue to ride the hot hand and uh you just touched on his usage rate um gibson is a rookie fresher legs everything all of the above but um joe mixon would be my pick between the two what about you what do you think you know, I, I want to say Mixon, but just, you know, I got a feeling that, you know, the Ravens defense is going to show up this week. Actually, you know, of the defensive teams this week, I, I think they're one of the ones that's going to put up a defensive touchdown. Um, mm-hmm. Just the way I've predicted how the spread is going to go, I think it's going to be a blowout uh, for the Ravens. Um, and I feel I got to make the decision based on that. 
I think Gibson is going to have another solid game. You know, he's definitely not going to put up the 180 yards, three touchdowns that Mixon did last week, but I, I feel this week he's going to outperform Mixon. I'm going to go against the grain here on that one. Okay. So let's see what happens. Yep. All right. You doing the next uh, one? So, yeah, I'll do the next one. So we got Jags-Texans. Uh, Texans are a six-and-a-half-point favorite. And, uh, you know, some things to uh, to talk about here. First off, with the Jags, uh, we got a healthy DJ Chark back. And we showed that, you know, this had a huge boost to uh, the legend, uh, <laughs> Minshew. Um, you know, he came back, eight catches, 95 yards, two touchdowns. Seems to be exactly what this Jaguars offense was missing. Uh, you know, Robinson, again, another solid outing. You know, he had over 20 touches, almost 100 yards. Um, I think the offense, you know, just going to start clicking a little more now that Chark is back. Um, I'm actually going to pick the Jags here. Um, but Texans, you know, there's just so many question marks. You know, we'll we'll let you touch on, you know, the coaching aspect of it. Um but just I don't I don't feel that the team has really recovered from not having Hopkins there. I feel like when you lose a piece like that, the whole offense really suffers. I mean having someone like Brandon Cooks or you know, like Kenny Stills or whoever's on that team, the Cobb salad. <laughs> um yeah. it, it's just not the same and you know, Hopkins has a decimated O line. You know, he does have you know, David Johnson in the backfield, but there's only so much that he's going to be able to do, um, you know, when the quarterback is under pressure, when they're playing from behind. Um, but, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm going with the Jags this week. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I will go with the Jags as well. So a couple of things. Bill O'Brien, he, he won the AFC South, Four out of five years, four of the four out of the last five years, and um, got fired after going 0-4 this year. Yeah, just on the surface, that surprised me because of his his past. Um, he was the general general manager too. Keep in mind, so he made yeah. a lot of uh, decisions. Um, just based based on his coaching, just based on just a, on what I said. I thought it was a little surprising, um, but as the week went on, you started to hear stories about uh, him having fallouts with uh, players and important players in the team, starting with uh, J.J. Watt. Uh, Week two, they seemingly had an argument. Um, I saw some place today that Randall Cobb, uh, who was a veteran on the team, had to confront Bill O'Brien about the way he was coaching. Um, so once I heard that, it wasn't as surprising to me that, that he just lost the team. And uh, if you make, as a general manager, the decision to uh, trade away one of the best receivers in the league, you better back it up with, with results. And Owen Ford just doesn't cut it. I mean, they had a tough schedule to uh, to begin with. 
but um, I don't know. I think the the cons over uh, uh, overweighed the the pros um, with Bill O'Brien. So I guess that makes sense. But yeah, I'm uh, I'm choosing the Jags here uh, with a team with as many internal problems as the Texans, uh, and you're getting six and a half points. I'm going to take the points. Yeah, some notes about the Texans. They actually have the highest payroll in the league at almost $250 million. You know, like Jeez. you said, they fired their head coach and GM. You know, the Romeo Cornell, I think, is the head coach now. Yeah. This all sounds like a rebuild situation to me, um, yeah. especially since, you know, they've just kind of gotten rid of draft picks, and it's just not going to be a very good couple of years for the Texans. Um, do you think Cornell as the head coach is going to have a benefit for uh, David Johnson? Uh, I, not exactly, no. Um, I think at this point, Romeo Cornell is the head coach, but I feel like he is following orders from management uh, to make sure Deshaun Watson stays healthy. <laughs> Don't put him yep. in uh, uh, in too much harm's way, but it's so early in the season, which uh, the, which makes me think that they're just going to let Deshaun go and you know yeah. do his thing. And I'm hoping for that because he's on the fantasy team. But um, <laughs> yeah, not not especially that I think that this will help David Johnson. I feel, I feel like uh, when you're talking about the offense, the offense will be more free. I think the player, players will get more say in, um, you know, what what goes on. So maybe that'll benefit them yeah. on some level, but uh, maybe not yeah. one player in, in particular. Yeah. All right. We'll let you take the next one since you have the most fantasy implication uh, oh, <laughs> with this yeah. one. I got the Colts at the Browns. Oh, Nick Chubb, I miss you already. Um, All right, so this is an interesting one. So the Colts are at the Browns, and the line right now, as I'm reading on ESPN, is is even. It's an even line. That's surprising. We've never had to make a pick based based on that. So we're just – it's a pick and we're just choosing who wins the game. Um, Wow, can you believe the Browns are 3-1? I – Certainly cannot believe that. Um, yeah. I think last week proved how bad the Cowboys are, more so than prove how good the Browns are. Uh, so yeah. even though it was a good victory, I <laughs> 49 to 38 is just not something that I have too much confidence in. Um, yeah. Good that you can put up 49 points, but... I I favor the defensive side of the ball more in terms of when I'm choosing who wins the game. Um, losing Nick Chubb really hurts. I think I've talked myself into choosing the Colts here because the Colts defense is really good, man. Um, and you got a veteran quarterback in Phillip Rivers uh, making making the calls on offense. Um, they got good depth at running back, Jonathan Taylor, Jordan Wilkins. Yeah, I'm go I'm going with the Colts. I, I, I just think even though Kareem Hunt will, you know, do really well as as the primary uh, ball carrier with uh, Chubb out, 
Um, I don't know. I feel like the Browns' record is a little bit of a fluke, and uh, I trust the Colts more here. What about you? I'm actually going with the Browns. Uh, you know, even mm. losing Nick Chubb, you know, I think they got one of the best offensive lines in the league right now. I mean, they still put up almost 300 rushing yards last week, and they didn't have Nick Chubb. Um, which kind of brings up the interesting question between uh, Johnson and Hunt. Um, are they both startable running backs this week? No, I don't think so. I think it's Kareem Hunt. I need to see more from um, Dernest. Yeah. I I think Hunt is definitely going to be the main back, but almost keeping his same role, so to speak. Um, You know, last week, Johnson did have 13 touches. Um, So, you know, definitely any running back who gets that kind of volume is, I would say, considerable for a start play. Could definitely be a nice flex option this week, especially behind that O line. That you know, a team that could easily put up you know, 150, 200 rushing yards. Um, so I would, I would potentially have, I'd have Hunt ranked a little higher, but both definitely startable. Um, as far as the Colts, you know, a couple things we don't talk about. First off, uh, tight end Mo Ali Cox. I think he's really kind of come into his own, been solid the last couple of weeks. I definitely think he's a start this week. Um, definitely been a trusted option for the veteran Philip Rivers who loves his tight ends. Um, another thing, uh, fantasy player that I think is worth owning, you know, Rodrigo, the kicker for the Colts. I think we don't talk, kickers don't get much love. I just kind of wanted to do a little quick talk about a kicker here. You know, three straight games with 12-plus points, checks off the boxes, good defense, lack of red zone targets, and you got a quarterback that's a game manager. This this team is designed to kick field goals. And I think this guy is going to, you know, be a huge factor for anyone's fantasy team. What's his name? Rodrigo, the Blankenship. It almost sounds like championship. (laughs) He's basically going to win you a championship. So, uh, puns aside, I think he's definitely worth uh, snagging if he's still on the wire. Um, All right, next up should be an interesting one. Giants, Cowboys. Dallas, I'm seeing, was a nine-and-a-half point favorite? At home against, you know, the New York Football Giants, huge over/under of 54 points. Just Dallas's defense has just been—I want to say—historically bad to start the year. Um, but you know, fantasy-wise on offense, Dak Prescott still been solid, almost pretty much 30 to 40 points a week. I think currently he's ranked the number two quarterback. Uh, fantasy-wise, you know, you got Ezekiel Elliott, who is still solid, even with a battered O-line. And I think they just announced, uh, you know, two starting O-linemen are done for the year, which is always a big hit. But fortunately enough, you know, Elliott is also seeing the passing volume, too. 
you have a multitude of targets with Amari Cooper, CeeDee Lamb, uh, Michael Gallup. I think, you know, honestly, I would start everyone outside of Gallup just because Gallup is a little more inconsistent. I think Dak really likes CeeDee Lamb as a more trusted target. Um, but, yeah, and, and on the Giants side, you know, we got a – I think you coined it Danny Pennies. <laughs> um, I was pretty proud of that one. Yeah, going against a very bad offense. Um, some things of note, you know, you got Devontae Freeman, who who got 53% of the snaps last week at 15 touches. Um, I think, you know, as he becomes – more used to the playbook, he's going to really be that starting running back with Deion Lewis as the third down option. You know, I actually like Freeman as a start this week. I think, you know, with the volume he's going to get, with the target share he's going to get, against how bad the Cowboys have been, I think he's a sneaky start this week. Um because someone on this Giants team is scoring a touchdown with an over-under of 54. There's going to be some points. And I like seeing Freeman getting one of those touchdowns. Um, yeah. But as for my you, pick, you... I'm going to say Cowboys, but, yeah, I'm going to say Cowboys, but honestly I would, would not be surprised if this is a, a very close game. Yeah. Um, I uh, yeah, I'm gonna go with the Cowboys too. The Giants' offense is really bad. Danny Penny is God. So what a disappointment! I just expected expected way more from him. Um, I think all of the 54 points and the over under. Uh, I think Vegas expects the Cowboys to score. <laughs> I think it's going to be like <laughs> 40 to 40, 14 or something, 41, 14. Yeah. And you'll probably hit the over. Um, yeah. yeah. I, this should be a blowout. I think it will be a blowout, but it tells you how bad the Cowboys uh, defense is that I'm even considering picking the Giants here. Like I yeah. considered it for a second. I'm picking the Cowboys, but. Um, yeah, man, they gave up 49 points last week to a Browns team. Exactly. Like, yeah, they, they, uh, they have a good old line. They run the ball really well, but my goodness. I mean, what, what does Dak Prescott have to do every week for them to even have a chance? Um, pretty um, much throw 50 times and score four touchdowns. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, which he has been doing, and they're one and four. Exactly. Jeez. Um, so any chance that Danny Penny's this week potentially gets upgraded to Danny Nichols, or you know, uh, we're not seeing any sort of improvement? Well, the defense is so bad, maybe. Maybe just because of that. Think, but I think he, I think he'll revert <laughs> back in in the future weeks. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Looks like we're both going with the Giants on this one. Cowboys. Uh, I'm sorry, Cowboys. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Um, next up, 
see. I have Broncos, Patriots. However, I didn't see a line because of um, the uncertainty of COVID and stuff. But it sounds like you know Patriots have all been testing negative, so it looks like there is going to be a game. Uh, yeah. Do you see a spread on that one? I don't see a line either. Maybe we just get this one. Well, we can. Any we'll on we'll, we'll talk about it fantasy wise. Yeah. Yeah. Well, for starters, you know, Patriots quarterback play is just abysmal. I would start the Broncos defense if you got them, uh, especially if Hoyer or Stidham is going to be throwing the ball. <laughs> Could yeah. easily be a pick six in the future. Um, you know, running back wise, Patriots did get Harris back from the IR. He had a phenomenal game last week. Um, but, you know, it just comes into the whole uncertainty of, you know, this is Belichick's stable of running backs. Just because Harris had an amazing game last week doesn't mean he's in line for the 20 touches this week. It could very easily be Rex Burkhead's show this week or James White. Um, so I have trouble starting any Patriots running back. Um, you know, on the Denver side, you get Captain Phillips back. Uh, from Turf Toe, I believe. Um, you know, for those Melvin Gordon owners, I think you're still safe. They play two different styles. Um, you know, Phillips is going to be that change of pace. Probably still get maybe a 60-40 split favoring Gordon. Um, but Gordon is going to be the red red zone target, so he should still be the one in line to get those goal line carries. And then, you know, quarterback play for both teams is going to be bad. You know, start both defenses, and they're probably going to put up points. Yeah. This uh, – remember the good old days where Patriots-Broncos was the matchup of the week? This is yep. the exact opposite. Um, both quarterbacks are um, are not good – uh, Fantasy-wise, you never trust a Patriots running back. Um, uh, I guess Melvin Gordon would be the only person that I would trust in this game. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, no additional thoughts for me, I guess. But so you want to you want to make a pick just because? Who do you think will win this game? Uh, I think Patriots. Yeah. Belichick doesn't lose two in a row. Yeah. All right. Okay. Uh, next, we have Vikings at Seahawks. Seahawks are favored by seven points. Um, the Vikings are coming off a, a, a good victory at Houston, although they almost lost that one. Um, or not almost. It was it was closer than uh, score suggests. Uh, whereas the Seahawks just continue to roll, man. Uh, they're looking pretty unstoppable. So I'm going to go with the Seahawks here. Yeah, I'm going to go with the Seahawks as well. You know, you got the MVP candidate and I would say front runner and Russell Wilson leading, leading the team there. You got a Chris Carson who is banged up. Um, but, you know, I would like to note that, you know, he did talk about his injuries and, uh, you know, he made a comment to reporters saying he has a goal to play all 16 games this year just because of all the knocks that have been, you know, against him, that he's not durable and so forth. He said he's going to do everything possible to 
be out there on the field, which is nice to hear as a fantasy owner. <laughs> um, but, you know, Chris Carson in his own right is a top five running back, you know, if he plays all 16 games. Uh, he's been great this year so far. I think he's still continue trusting him. Uh, you know, the Seattle wide receivers, you know, Lockett and Metcalf. I personally like Metcalf on a week-to-week more so than Lockett, who I feel is more of a kind of a boomer bust. Um, but, you know, if you got him, you're starting either of them. As far as, you know, the Vikings, Dalvin Cook, you know, remains one of the best fantasy options at running back, dual threats. Uh, he's, he's going to score every game at least once. Uh, with the potential of two times. The other fantasy option worth noting for the Vikings is the emergence of the wide receiver Jefferson, who has actually received one of the highest grades at wide receiver for the year so far. Um, He's had back-to-back phenomenal games. Are you – you always talk about riding the hot hand. If you got him, are you starting him? Yeah, definitely. I'm starting Justin Jefferson. Um, yeah. Seven for 170 and a touch two games ago. I think he had 90 yards last week. Um, it seems like he's adjusted to the NFL very quickly and very well. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm definitely starting him. He has Thielen on the other side, taking away uh, some attention. Um, you know, uh, yeah, I'm gonna. I'm definitely starting yeah. Justin Jefferson. What about you? Oh, yeah, i definitely start him. Yeah. Um, yeah, with an over-under of 58, there's going to be some points scored this game. And well, the way he's yeah. been playing, you, you want him in your lineup. Yeah. Um, which brings us to our last game. Uh, Chargers-Saints. Saints I have as a 7.5-point favorite. Um, you know, I'm going with the Saints here. Just, you know, the loss of Austin Eckler, um, it really hurts fantasy-wise. Some good news, though, it sounds like they're not potentially not going to put him on the IR. So there is, I guess, some optimism around the injury, even though I guess, like, his bone ripped off a tendon or something. I I don't know. It didn't sound good. (laughs) But apparently... The man could be back in four weeks, but, you know, I wouldn't hold my breath until assuming he would come back before they're by. Um, But it brings, you know, the interesting argument, you know, Justin Jackson or Kelly. Uh, You know, last week when Eckler got hurt pretty early on in the game, it didn't look like either of them was really kind of hitting the ground running here. I know a lot of people, you know, ran to the waivers, got Kelly or Jackson, um, in an offense that primarily so far this year was running kind of a 1A, 1B running back with Eckler and Kelly. Are you confident in starting, I guess, either of these guys? Or if so, which one would you want? Yeah, I would actually start Josh Kelly. Uh, I think they like him more than Justin Jackson. Justin Jackson has been with the team for longer, obviously. But uh, I think they like Josh Kelly more. Anthony, Anthony Lynn likes to run the ball. Um, uh, but with that said, this is Justin Herbert's team. Um, 
and he's good, man. I like the deep ball that he throws. Uh, he threw touchdowns yeah. to like no name guys last week, and that's the sign of a good quarterback. Like especially when you're a rookie quarterback, and you know they invested so much in you, which meant which means they probably didn't have enough capital to invest on um, protecting you slash uh, giving you receivers to throw to, and you're still making it work with uh, the receivers that you have. That's the that's a good sign for the future. Uh, I. I think uh, he'll keep this game close. I'm tempted to take the Chargers here, but um, no, I'm going to go with the Saints. I'm going to go with the Saints here. Yeah, a couple other uh, things that's got to touch on. Um, you know, Kamara has been on fire, but this week, you know, Michael Thomas has the potential to return. I think, uh, you know, Breeze is going to be a huge get a huge benefit from this. He just hadn't looked comfortable with any of his timing with anyone else other than Kamara. Uh, so, you know, as a whole, this should kind of elevate the Saints offense a bit. Um, could potentially dig into some of the the scoring of Kamara now that, you know, Breeze has someone other than Kamara to throw to. Because in his own right, you know, Michael Thomas can get an easy 10 targets a game. Um, but yeah, it'll be interesting to see kind of how the mix goes. But yeah, going back to the Chargers running backs, I agree with you. I think Kelly is the back to own. I'd like to see a game, you know, with, you know, the game script of kind of how this is going to go before, you know, making a fantasy investment in it uh, as far as starting him. If you have the luxury, I would, I would personally hold off on starting Kelly. Um, but between the two, I think he's the back to home. Yeah. Um, so I actually forgot about one game. We have a Tuesday night game this week. Uh, <laughs> we got football every day of the week almost. Uh, we got the Bills yeah. and Titans. So I don't see a spread yet, but we'll talk about it fantasy-wise. Hopefully there's yeah. a game. I mean, otherwise, I think it sounds like the Titans are just going to forfeit which is I don't think there's ever been a forfeit in the NFL, so this will be kind of unprecedented territory here. Um, so let's just call it a pick em, who you like winning this game. Uh, I'm going to go with the Titans here because, once again, they had an unexpected bye week, and I, I feel like those players – can't wait to get out there and play slash kind of just put, hopefully put uh, the COVID outbreak behind them. Um, yeah. The Bills are a good team, uh, mind you. Um, Josh Allen did, is doing things that is putting him in the MVP conversation. He won't win, but uh Always good when a quarterback gets in that conversation. Yep. Um, yeah, I'm going to go with the Titans here. What about you? I like the Bills, although I do want to say Titans just because we've already made a Remember the Titans reference, and it would kind of be fitting to wrap the show up with that. <laughs> but I'm going to go with the Bills, you know, just like you said, MVP candidate for Josh Allen. I think he is that good. 
Uh, you know, he's been finding his targets. Stephon Diggs has been a huge benefit of that. Singletary's been having some solid games. Uh, some injury note on the wide receivers, John Brown hasn't looked good in practice. So if you're thinking of starting him, you know, it seems like if he's active, he's got that potential to re-aggravate that calf during the game. Uh, so I'd be cautious in starting him. As far as the Titans, you know, you got King Henry, you start him. Uh, you mentioned he's had an unexpected buy, so he should be pretty darn healthy uh, and rested coming into this game. As far as wide receivers, you know, Corey Davis ended up on the COVID list uh, with A.J. Brown kind of potentially coming back from injury. You know, if he comes back, I think he should be in line for some good production, but, you know, we'll have to wait and see if he's even going to be healthy enough to play. Just, I feel, you know, I, I, I'm going to go with the Bills. I think they're just a more well-rounded team, and I think they're going to come up with the win here. Yeah. Cool. I think that does it for this week. Um, yep. Looks like we deferred on three games, and uh, All right. I just hope to get on the board here. It's almost embarrassing. It's uh, I can't even get on the board here. <laughs> it's okay. You know, the the first one is usually the hardest. Uh, hopefully, you'll get it at around week nine, but you know, we'll we'll see. Let's see if we the uh, NFL makes it to week week nine. Yeah, but you know, don't worry. I got a great outfit picked out for you. I'm not going to tell you quite yet. You know, I think the little added pressure of potentially not knowing is hopefully affecting your judgment on these picks. Um, <laughs> yes, definitely. Um, but yeah, we'll see. You know, thanks everyone for tuning in and. We'll be back next week for another episode. All right, guys. Talk to you next week. Bye. Later.